Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash BrainsOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to BrainsOn, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Are you tired of boring old pleasantly scented candles? (coughs) Flowers, fresh linen, vanilla. What a snooze for your schnoz. Why not take your nose on an adventure? You need a unique smell experience tailored to what your nose wants. Hi, I'm Candace of Candace's Candle Emporium. Come on down to my one-of-a-kind workshop and I'll whip up a custom candle for any scent you could possibly imagine. Mm. That new book from the library smell? Ah, Paper, a hint of glue, and just a whiff of that mustard stain on page 24. Your favorite superhero action figure that's been in a box in the basement? Plastic, sticky cherry popsicle residue, and just a smidge of mildew. <coughs> mm. Ever smelled shark breath? I bet you haven't, and I bet you're curious. Who needs the smell of cinnamon buns when you could have the smell of cinnamon bunny? Your favorite pet rabbit. Stay tuned for my newest line of spectacular nose ventures, the Podcast Collection. Light one of my candles when you're listening to your favorite pod, and it'll smell like the hosts are right there in the room with you. So get your nose and ears ready. You're listening to Brains On from APM Studios. I'm Molly Bloom, and my co-host today is Scarlett from Topeka, Kansas. Hi, Scarlett. Hi. Okay, Scarlett, I need you to stop what you're doing and take a big sniff. What do you smell? Maybe some food cooking or your parents' coffee, or maybe you're in a car and you smell exhaust or an air freshener. I smell microphones. They smell microphony. <laughs> One thing you're probably not noticing is your own smell, but it's always there and it's unique to you, like a fingerprint or a stinker print. Today we're talking personal sense and answering a question you had, Scarlett. Why do all people have different smells? So, Scarlett, what made you think of this question? I just noticed that my mom and dad smells kind of different. How would you describe their smells? I don't really know. Do you think you have a scent? Probably. I think everybody probably has one. Mm-hmm. So if you could choose your body scent to smell like anything, what would you want to smell like? Probably just tropical fruits like pineapples and mangoes. Oof, I love those smells. That would be delightful. Are there any smells you absolutely cannot stand? Probably nail polish remover. Ooh, yeah. That is a strong, strong smell. 
So are there other people in your life that you've noticed besides your parents that have distinct smells? I just noticed that other people's houses smell different, kind of. Mmm. Like when I go to my grandma's house, there's a very specific smell, and I love it. Yeah. It smells like her perfume, and I guess by just her, and I love that smell. Are there, like, friends' houses that you, like, know the smell of that you could describe the smell of their house? Probably my aunt's house. Yeah, what would you say her house smells like? Probably, like, fancy candles and perfumes. (laughs) A lot of essential oils. She has a dog, too. And its favorite food is sheep puree. Sheep puree? Yeah. <laughs> kind of disturbing. Um, and they have a sheep fur on their chair, so very disturbing. That's a lot of different smells. <laughs> you, got the, you got the oils. You got the yeah. sheep puree right. and sheep fur and a dog. Yeah. Wow. That, that must be a lot for your nose to process when you walk in there. The sweet smell of B.O. No way. I showered today. No, 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 no. Brains on headquarters. B.O. Not body odor, B.O. Oh. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, you're Candace. I am. I love your Taco Tuesday scented candles. Well, you're in luck. I'm here to capture the magnificence of Molly, Mark, and Sandin for my new podcast candle collection. Did somebody say magnificent? Yeah, we topped the charts, everyone. Mmm, Sandin, you smell like a true podcaster. A bit minty, notes of headphones and cables, with a bright note of brains. Cool. And you, Mark, mm, I'm getting a strong essence of curiosity with a touch of razzle-dazzle. Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha! Molly is hostess, with the mostess, like the cupcakes, sweet and ever-delightful, with a pinch of cinnamon for sass. Aw, thanks! Time to collect your scents. I just need to find my whiffer sniffer. Hmm, where is it? Here it is. It's like an electric toothbrush with a nose hose that ends in a whirring, furry puffball. Let's sniff up some smells. What in the... Don't worry, it doesn't hurt. Let's start with a skin scan. You see, everyone is born with a unique scent. It's called your odor type. It's detectable in body fluids like your sweat and your spit. That tickles. (laughs) Sorry, got to get in your armpits. I need both types of sweat. There are two kinds? Yes. You have millions of sweat glands in your body, and most of them are eccrine glands. These little guys are found all over your body, and they secrete sweat that's 99% water to help keep you cool. Like your own personal air conditioning. Exactly. There is another type of gland called the apocrine gland. These glands are found in your armpits and scalp and they secrete a thicker, more oily sweat. Bacteria on your skin eat that sweat and burp out smell-filled chemicals. Those chemicals create a terrific, specific aroma. A.K.A. B.O. Yes. Getting a marvelous sample of some B.O. B.O. right now, all thanks to Molly's armpit bacteria. Molly's armpits have bacteria? Oh, yes, tons. We all do. These helpful little bacteria are part of your microbiome. Your microbiome is made up of all the microorganisms living in and on your body. They are a big part of what makes you smell like you. Your sweat and the oil on your skin are odorless until the bacteria swoop in 
gobble it up, spew out chemicals, and contribute to your signature scent. Uh, excuse me, Candice, uh, is it my turn yet? I've got to go soon. Don't and- stress, Sandin. It changes the way you smell, and I don't want your listeners associating you with stress. There is ample research suggesting that humans can smell certain emotions, like stress and fear. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Deep breaths. When you're anxious or afraid, your body enters fight-or-flight mode, and cortisol, the stress hormone, enters your bloodstream. This activates your apocrine glands, you sweat, and your armpit bacteria generates a big stink. Uh-oh, uh, I can feel the big stink coming on. And your fear can also be contagious. Scientists have found that when someone else gets a whiff of your fear sweat, it can increase their heart rate and blood pressure, so they feel like they're afraid too, even though they don't know why. Cool. It is cool. But you don't have to worry about this, Scarlet. Not yet. Apocrine glands aren't activated until you go through puberty. That's when your body starts changing from a kid into an adult. So kids, don't get B.O. Phew, that's a relief. You are not too stressed today, Molly. Very nice. Now, open wide. I need some Molly mouth scents. Ah... Mmm, I'm getting a hint of garlic, a touch of honey, and behind it all, a perfect scent of molly mouth. We have unique breath scents, too. I mean, besides good breath and bad breath? Yes, everyone has their own signature saliva and different amounts and types of bacteria in their mouth. But of course, what you eat and how well you clean your teeth impacts how it smells. Molly, you've got great oral hygiene habits. Hi, hell. That garlic is pesky, though. Its scent lingers. The smell of garlic even comes out of your pores, those tiny holes on your face that you can see if you look really closely. Hmm. I'm surprised I didn't notice it more during your skin scan. I'm glad you didn't. I was probably too distracted by the ways your environment has impacted your scent. In addition to your genetic odor type, hygiene, and diet, your environment, or the stuff in the world around you, influences your personal scent. Wait, wait, wait. People can smell that I'm from California? Not quite, Mark, but they might be able to smell that you had a smoky cookout in your backyard last night. What are some of the environmental smells you picked up on me? (sighs) The brisk and brilliant notes of Brains On Headquarters. Lemony fresh with a hint of sound waves and sparkles. Mark, you're next. All right, let's do this. I'm going to buy Mark scented candles for everyone I know. There's my mail carrier... My personal trainer, Molly, my dog. Okay, come on, Scarlet. Let's let these guys finish their whiffer sniffering in peace. Let's give our schnozzes a rest and focus on our noses of noise. Our ears? Exactly. Hit it! Here it is. Okay, what is your guess? Sounds like dribbling or maybe like basketball Mm. shoes, like running. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a great guess. Yes, very rhythmic. Like a pattern. Yeah, like a pattern. We'll be back with the answer and give you one more chance to guess right after the credits. Stay tuned. 
We're working on an episode about our remarkable imaginations, and we want to hear from you. If you've had an imaginary friend now or in the past, we'd love to hear about them. Scarlett, I'm wondering, have you ever had an imaginary friend? Uh, my mom says that I used to have one when I was like a three-year-old, and I used to call her the bowling lady and like give her my toys and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. I love Mrs. Bowling. I'm so curious about her if she just like really liked bowling or if that was her last name. <laughs> my mom said when I went to my Nana's house, my Nana's room would be like her fortress. And I'd tell my Nana, don't go in there. The bowling lady's in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like bring her my toys and stuff. I love that. That's so cool. Our imaginations are wonderful things. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Unless you have a nightmarish <laughs> oh, yeah, imaginary true. friend like me. <laughs> I would give her my toys and stuff. And my mom said I even had nightmares about oh, her sometimes. No. So the bowling lady was a little scary. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Well, listeners, please record yourself telling us about your imaginary friend and send it to us at brainson.org slash contact. And while you're there, you can send us mystery sounds, drawings, and questions. Like this one. Hi, my name is AJ, and I'm from San Diego. My question is, are mangoes really related to poison ivy? Again, that's brainson.org slash contact. And keep listening. If I could smell like anything, I would smell like honeysuckle. And if I could smell like anything, I'd smell like cedar. If I could smell like anything, I would smell like donuts because they're tasty and I love donuts. I'd like to smell like fresh croissants and a field of roses. If I could smell like any scent, it would be a rose. Another family member agrees. We both like the smell of roses. If I could smell like anything, I would smell like lavenders because they smell really nice. I would smell like cinnamon buns because they taste pretty good. My favorite smell is my mom, and my preferred smell is probably cake. You're listening to Brains On. I'm Scarlett. And I'm Molly. Wow, those were some sweet smelling answers that our listeners sent in. Thanks to Annie, Layla, Cormac, Riley, Sydney, Kathy, Lulu, and Shri for sending those in. <sighs> so we all have special scents that come from our genetics, our sweat, and bacteria, what we eat, and even the places we go. But there are other smells we give off too, like when we're sick. These smells are too weak for our noses, but not for one group of super smellers. <coughs> That's right. Dogs. Dogs can be trained to sniff out certain diseases like cancer, diabetes, or possibly even COVID-19. It all has to do with their super-sensitive, ultra-efficient, colossally cute noses. How sensitive are they? Okay, picture a barrel of apples. Now imagine there's a stinky, rotten apple in the barrel. Ew. You might be able to catch a whiff of that rotten one, but probably not. A dog totally could. Okay, now picture two million barrels of apples. And again, only one rotten apple. There's no way you'd be able to smell it, but a dog totally could. Some diseases give off smells too. And with training, studies show dogs can pick up these scents as good as or even better than lab tests. 
But as cool as it would be to have doctor dogs at hospitals, it's actually really hard to train them. And we don't always know what they're trying to tell us. Is someone sick, girl? Did someone fall down the well? Oh, a squirrel looked at you? Mm, Okay. So scientists at MIT are working on a smelling machine that could also detect disease smells. It's like an artificial dog's nose. No way it would be as cute, though. Definitely not. Excuse me! Did you hear that? Hear what? Hey, excuse me! That voice. It sounds like it's coming from over here. It's a fly on the wall. Finally! I've been buzzing around Brains on Headquarters for three seasons now, and I just can't hold my tongue anymore. You humans are always trying to cover up your natural funk. I've seen Rosie offering up samples of her fancy New York City orange patchouli hand cream. And Mark, always reapplying deodorant after things get even the slightest bit tense during an experiment. What a waste! (coughs) I'm sorry to interrupt, but did someone forget to take out the trash? Something reeks. That is our first guest! In order to encourage your listeners to savor the stink, I've invited some expert guests from around the animal kingdom to make their case. Give it up for Tammy the Tamandua. She came all the way from South America, so please mind your manners. How can an animal so cute be so stinky? Yeah, she looks just like a small anteater. She's got big, clumsy paws, a cute little snout, and fur that looks so soft to touch. (coughs) But (coughs) I can't bear to get any closer. I'm just going to take a step back over by the window. No offense, Tammy. None taken. In fact, that's the whole point. What you're smelling right now is sort of my resting odor. Stings your nostrils just enough to keep you from getting too close. As you can see, I'm much smaller than my better-known cousin, the giant anteater. I'm snack-sized, some might say. So if you were a pair of, say, hungry jaguars, you might shrug off my signature scent and try to keep approaching. (laughs) Bad idea. If a predator comes too close, they're going to get a schnoz full of stink. My spray is four times as potent as a common skunk's. That does seem like a good way to scare off hungry jaguars. Pretty stellar, right? Next up, it's Kevin the dog. What's up, my pup? Give me the news from the neighborhood. Woo. Big day. Huge day. Lucy, the poodle from next door, was in a bad mood. I think it was because she ate some stale cereal that the baby probably dropped. She's got a sensitive stomach. I also ran into Frankie, the little wiener dog who lives around the corner. He was all jazzed because he'd just come back from an off-leash hike in the woods. Wow, Kevin, you're really in the know. How did you find all this out? Butt-sniffing, of course. We dogs secrete chemicals called pheromones that communicate all kinds of important information. Mood, diet, health. We can also smell where other dogs have been recently. It's like being able to sniff your friend's social media updates. So dogs are making pheromones all the time? Yeah, we have two sets of glands that release these chemicals, one by our ears and the other by our butts. It's rude to approach a new dog head-on, though, so to be polite, we always make a beeline for the backside. Did someone say beelines? I've been practicing mine. (gasps) Your Majesty! What an honor to have you on the show. Everyone, this is Queen Eileen, the honeybee. Now tell me, you also release pheromones. Is that right, Your Majesty? But of course. 
The queen mandibular pheromone that I release is paramount to maintaining order in the hive. Think of it like my own personal announcement system. It lets my loyal subjects know how I'm doing. The smellier the better, of course. And alerts them when I need them to take care of me. It even communicates to the worker bees not to raise any more queens. That would cause quite the swarm. Thank you, your highness. Long live Queen Eileen. So you see, stink is a superpower. Down with deodorant, free the funk. Brains on. <coughs> you know, those stinky animals made some good points. Smells can be pretty powerful. <coughs> <coughs> Yeah, I'll say, even our best air freshener is no match for their scents. But I know what you mean. It makes me kind of sad that we can't do as much with our odors as animals can. But did you know that baby humans rely on smell a lot? Really? Yeah, when babies are just born, they can't really see, but they seem to recognize family members by their smells. So they know who to trust. That's pretty cool. And there's some research that suggests smell might be part of how we choose a romantic partner. We might not think about it, but we may like the smell of people who would make a good partner for us. In fact, some scientists think we might use smell in a lot more ways than we know, like it's just something guiding us in the background. But there's still a lot to learn. Is that better? Still stinks like Tammy in here. Maybe we should light one of those candles Candace left us. Do you want the scent of water from a hose on a summer day or the smell of getting a B-plus on a math test? Podcasts. They're not just for your ears anymore. New from Candace's Candle Emporium, it's the Scent of Pod series. These singular scents directly from the source pair perfectly with the mellow tones of your favorite hosts. The Brains On Candle perfectly captures the essence of Molly, Mark, and Sandin with additional notes of library book, zesty lime, and just a whisper of Gungador musk. <laughs> and explore the sense of history with the Forever Ago Candle. For just five easy payments of $9.99, you'll smell ambergris ice cream, salty ocean air, Joy Dolo's favorite socks, and delicate notes of museum hallway. The Smashboom Best set comes with two pairs of competing scents. Sundays versus nachos. Sneakers versus jeans. Light them up and see who burns the brightest. So buy now and enjoy the smell of podcasts. Or as I call it, potty odor. There are lots of things that affect the way we smell our DNA, our diet, our health, and the bacteria living on and inside our bodies all play a part. Emotions like stress or fear can affect our smell too. While we humans sometimes use deodorant or perfume to mask our natural musk, other animals really bring the funk. They might use scents to mark their territory, to identify friends or family, or even as a defense against predators. Smell can communicate a lot of information to animals with more sensitive noses. Dogs can even be trained to sniff out certain illnesses. 
And while we humans don't use our sniffers quite so much, there's evidence that human babies depend on smell to identify their parents and other close family members. That's it for this episode of Brains On. The episode was produced by Molly Bloom, Rosie DuPont, Anna Goldfield, Ruby Guthrie, Mark Sanchez, Anna Weggle, and Nico Gonzalez-Whistler. Our editors are Sandin Totten and Shayla Farzan. This episode was sound designed by Rosie DuPont and mixed by Anna Haverman. We had engineering help from Jess Berg and Steve Kincaid, and a special thanks to Kelsey Wishman. Our executive producer is Beth Perlman, and the executives in charge of APM Studio are Chandra Kavadi, Joanne Griffith, and Alex Shafford. Brains On is a nonprofit public media program. And if you can't get enough of the show, head to brainson.org. You can listen to past episodes, donate, get your very own Brains On baseball cap, and submit questions for future shows. All right, Scarlett, it's time to listen to that mystery sound one more time. All right, have you any new thoughts? I still think it just sounds like dribbling mm-hmm. on a basketball court or like running. Mm-hmm. I think jump rope. That's my guess. Ooh, yeah. Oof. I kind of wish I could put your guess with mine. <laughs> I mean, you can you can change. We can both be jump ropers. I'm being. I I think I'm still. I mean, in. I think dribbling's good too. I think I'm oh, yeah, sticking stick. with dribbling. I'm sticking with. I love dribbling, it. Yeah. I love it. All right, let's hear the answer. Hi, I'm Maggie from Middlefield, Ohio. And that was the sound of me jumping on my pogo stick. <gasps> pogo stick. I didn't even know they still had those. I, <laughs> I thought they were all took down for scrap or something. <laughs> so you, you know what a pogo stick is? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's kind of like a bicycle with a bouncy thing at the bottom with no, like, and you just hold on to it. Yeah, there's no seat. It's kind of like a, like a stick with, like, place for your feet to go. So you, like, stand on it and kind of bounce around. Wow. Yeah, that is a, that's a tricky one for sure. You heard it here first. Pogo sticks are making a comeback. No! The rain of the pogo sticks. <laughs> now it's time for the Brains Honor Roll. These are the incredible kids who keep this show going with their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. Vienna from Wasilla, Alaska, Declan and Calvin from Mount Clemens, Michigan, Van from Kansas City, Annika from San Francisco, Evan and Milo from Newmarket, Ontario, Joshua from Alpharetta, Georgia, Malachi from Newmarket, Ontario, Angela and Ryan from Fremont, California, James and Dante from California, Yu from New York City, Paxton and Maya from Mukilteo, Washington, Benjamin from Charlotte, North Carolina, Micah and Ellie from Illinois, Israel from Buena Park, California, Liliana from Tonawanda, New York, Jackson from Orange, California, Addie from Whitefield, Maine, Eleanor and Eliza from Indianapolis, Javier from from Gig Harbor, Washington, Milo from Victoria, British Columbia, Luca from Omaha, Connor and Clara from Toronto, Sophia from Atherton, California, Isaac and Max from Boxford, Massachusetts, Cooper from Texas, Alex from Lake Elmo, Minnesota, Natalie and Elise from Tustin, California, Roland, Emmett and Amelia from Ottawa, Isaac from Williamston, Michigan, Harshat from Gurgaon, India, Shane and Sarah May from Charlotte, North Carolina, Alexandra from Melbourne, Australia, Noah from Hastings on Hudson, New York, Carolyn from St. Louis, Lila from Louisville, Kentucky, Linus and Ozzy from Rio Rancho, New Mexico, Heather from Madison, Alabama, Ben and Teddy from Southampton, Massachusetts, Mitchell and Zachary from Toronto, Jake from Dublin, Ireland, Colin from Bodenham, Maine, Avalon from Buskegon, Michigan, Hazel Lila from Brooklyn, New York, Ruthie from Round Rock, Texas, Dovid from Montreal, Tycho and Rigel from Aurora, Colorado, Dia from Cupertino, California, Buddy from Auckland, New Zealand, Finn from Boston, Keaton from Tacoma, Washington, Silas from San Francisco, Cora from Plainfield, Vermont, Flora from Valley Bend, West Virginia, Archie from Minneapolis, Amelia from Washington, Joshua from El Dorado Hills, California, Zhang from 
Hanoi, Vietnam, Gavin from Fredericksburg, Virginia, Lauren and Ava from Oakville, Ontario, Mona from Calgary, Kitra from Brevard, North Carolina, Emily from Virginia, Iris from Eugene, Oregon, Natalie and Violet from Olympia, Washington, August from Grimsby, Ontario, Penelope and Genevieve from San Leandro, California, Gage and Pike from West Berlin, Vermont, Clementine from Hurley, New York, Layla from Blackwood, New Jersey, Isabel from Cairns, Australia, and Gavin and Graham from Scottsdale, Arizona. We'll be back next week with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.